Okay. Lily, you have any comment on that? You have to look at the practical application, guys. Okay. Guys, guys let me tell you this again. Okay. I'm only going to tell you one more time. Okay. Are you listening? Bitcoin is the sun that all these other altcoins revolve around, but you can't just go out and buy them. Okay. It's about, it's about the applicable things these coins do. Okay. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Hey everybody and welcome to Cash Daddies episode 23, uh, the number one comedy financial podcast on the internet, on anywhere. Um, joining me always is uh, my fellow amazing ass-to-ass brother trading in arms, Howie Dewey. How are you, Howie? Good, my man. Good. How's Good. it going on the West Coast? What's that? How's it going on the West Coast? It's nice. It's uh, Traffic's back, which tells me that people are uh, reopening and uh, they, uh, they, they don't give a fuck. They're like, let's get back to work. Um, you know, COVID be damned. I think that's good. Um, and of course, on the turntables, the turntables. Dude, you sound like you just came out of a Kentucky bathroom. I was just <laughs> Oh, for, for heaven's sake, you know, I feel like I'm in a Tennessee Williams play all of a sudden. Right. Blanche Dubois, fucking uh, Stella Fistar. Uh, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. Uh, anyway, right. on the turntables, everybody. Evan how are you, Evan? Uh, I'm doing all right. You know, crypto crypto is taking a beating, uh, a little bit of a beating in stocks. And, uh, you know, just being a complete dumbass investing in SafeMoon. First time, huh, bro? First time, yep. That's yeah, me. let's go ahead and get the bad shit out of the way because Howie being the prudent one of our group keeps just saying, <laughs> I'm not doing five things to buy anything. And no. I say, Go, go ahead, Howie. You gotta be out of your goddamn mind. That's like, you know, I, that's, that's that's I can't even go there. That's insane. Hey, what, I, what's what's the new coin that Little Lee's going crazy about today? Safe Moon. I bought it too. I'm not yeah. going crazy about it. I want my goddamn money back. So Safe Moon. Let me ask you this. So I can't just go down to local bodega and pick up like five hundred dollars of Safe Moon. It's, where it's, where oh, can you go oh, with yeah, your local because bodega? Howie, because how you could go down to your local bodega and buy 500 shares of Amazon. Let's get an analogy that actually fits. Right All right. Now, you actually can. You, 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 can go, you go to a gas station in Georgia and you can buy Bitcoin. You can buy Ethereum right in the gas station. That's okay. not an analogy. That's fact. Okay. But what we're talking about here is altcoins. And Obviously, we've got a lot of people jacked up about altcoin season and, you know, are we going to see this big boom? Here's what I've come to realize in the last few days. You can't figure out something that you haven't studied for years in a week or a month. And that's where I am with crypto. So I'm willing to get burned. I'm willing to make that stupid play on the equivalent of a penny stock, but I'm not going to do it again. Uh, I don't have time to put that much energy into something that I'm just not as comfortable with as the stock market. So to back up, 5% of my holdings max are in crypto. And I would say 95% of that is Bitcoin and Ethereum. I've thrown a couple darts with Anchor and Mana and now SafeMoon and Polygon. And I, I, I felt like I've, I've um, wet my beak, okay, as they say. And uh, now I'm going to sit back and see what it does. But um, these things are super volatile. You know, there's no denying that. Safe Moon is down 40% in the last 24 hours. And it's not like you get a little break at the end of the day when you hear the bell ding and say, all right, let's circle the wagons and get a plan. It just keeps trading 24-7. And the other thing I want to point out here 
We're going to talk about this today because it's Wednesday. And as we know, Wednesdays are for readers. So yeah. we have a word of the day, which uh, is, is uh, PE, also known as price to earnings, which is a metric that one uses, one of many metrics that you would use to value a stock. What I'm seeing right now in my limited ability with crypto is there aren't universal go-to metrics like we have in the stock market, like price to book, like price to earnings, like price to sales. And all I can really base my information off of right now is market cap uh, and what it's currently trading at. And a lot of these don't have market caps because the supply is unlimited, okay? So I don't blame you, Howie. I think, you know, uh, you know you're, you're patient, you're prudent as always, and you've been around the block a few times, and you can see a potential train wreck around the corner a mile away. So yeah. I applaud you for not jumping on this bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I have some Bitcoin, and, and like I said, I have some Polygon, but I wouldn't have the energy or the, the – it seems like the links you have to go to to buy some of these altcoins is takes a lot of effort. Yeah, and there again lies the concept of, you know, if you just want to go mainstream, buy what's on Coinbase. Or if you want to step back and say, I don't want to deal with any of this, buy the Coinbase IPO and mine the fucking miners. And that yeah. is what I will be doing big time on the 14th. And let's get into this right away before we forget. This this IPO is being valued at about 90 billion fucking dollars, okay? I, I thought it wasn't an IPO. I thought it was they were right, just correct. It's a DPO. Yeah. So okay. it's going to get directly listed. Same thing that Palantir did. And as we know, Palantir came out at 10 and quickly doubled to 20. Um, I have a feeling the price tag is not going to be cheap. I ran some initial math just based on the shares. I want to say they're offering 116 million shares. And I think my math came out somewhere to 550 to 600 per share. Whoa, so, really? Yeah. So again, I didn't have enough fucking zeros in my calculator to do that math, but little E, if you wanna, if you wanna just do an exercise here, I think I heard somewhere around 116 million shares, and let's take 90 billion and divide it by 116 million. What do we get? You good at math? Because I think that's going to be your target number, roughly. You said 90 billion. Take 90 billion and divide it by 116 million. So that's how I kind of got that rough number. Now, you know, that's just a, a starting point. But I think I came up with like 550 or 600. Uh, 775.86. Okay. So you're going to see this thing somewhere between the five to 700 range. What do you think of that, Howie? That's be interesting. I mean, that's what I don't get because... I don't get why they wouldn't offer more shares at a lower price. Uh, if it was an IPO, you know, you wouldn't see it any higher than 50 bucks a share. So, yeah, well, again, um, keep in mind um, to answer that question. Uh, fuck, I, I, I just completely lost my train of thought. They're, uh, they're giving out 114.9 million shares. Okay. So call, call it 115 million, right? What did I say? 116? I was close. So the point is, it's not going to be cheap. So I don't want anybody walking into next week thinking, oh, I've got 100 bucks. Oh, I know what I was going to say. It's because of the fractional route. I think I don't think they care about valuation anymore because people are going to buy it fractionally, especially on Robinhood. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's crazy. That's just uh, I wonder what the what is the minimum amount of fractional share? I don't know because I'm not on Robinhood. So I don't I, understand you, that. I just you can. What do they do? Find twenty people and they all buy one quarter of a uh, one share of Ford at twelve bucks. I mean, you can go as much as a dollar. Okay, so it's based on however much you want to put in. Yeah, it just does it automatically. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I bet you that's the reason why. I would assume so. Um, you know, it just doesn't matter anymore. Um, so, yeah, going back, we uh, we did have the, the guys in the Discord walk, teach Evan and I how to buy Moonsafe. Uh, I got in a little little bit of a better number than you. I ran the math today. I'm down 22% on Moonsafe. What about you, little boy? Uh, I'm down. Moonsafe. Moonsafe, yeah. Safe moon. Uh, I'm down 60% of 
A beautiful so, 60%. Everything I buy, I love to buy right at the top. Well, no more, no and, less. And you literally bought like maybe a day after I bought. So that's, I, bought, I didn't buy a day. I bought like 12 hours after you. Okay. Because I ran it today and I was down 22%. So you, yeah, 12 hours. These are the swings, people. This is what you got to deal with if you're going to play this fucking crypto lottery. Yeah. Um, so again, 5%. That's my what I'm willing to play around with in crypto. Okay. And again, 95% of that in Bitcoin. So it, it really depends on your risk tolerance. You know, but I mean, should we should we get into it a little more? Like a lot of people are th- are saying that this is a just a giant Ponzi scheme and this is all for the shareholders who or the devs who made this coin and they're gonna dump everything and rug pull uh, all yeah. at one time. But I mean, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. And they do have some stuff in the works, but there's people saying we're going to get on Binance next week. We're going to get on Coinbase next week. This coin is literally like 13 days old. If you think you're going to get on Coinbase or one of these major listings within two weeks, you're out of your mind. Right. And Monday was supposed to be the big day. We're on white bit and it's going to explode. And nothing happened. It went down, actually. Correct. And, and then didn't there, you hide, somebody just dropped 45,000 in it. Yeah, somebody somebody did buy forty five thousand dollars worth of it. Um, little risky. The dude's got some huge nuts on him, uh, but I mean, more power to him if that if that pays off. I mean, that thing's gonna print. Somebody from Germany uh, dropped a hundred k on uh, Pussbait last week. Hey, Pussbait's a winner, buddy. Pussbait coin is the future. We got we got to come up with a Pussbait. That would be plenty. We bought. We have plenty of coin options. Uh, we will get to that as soon as we get uh, Cash Daddies in full blown cold status. By the way, there was a little panic in the Discord. I don't know if anybody heard. I was off. I didn't check it. I go into the mods, and all of a sudden, I'm hearing somebody's freaking out because they want prayer group. Let me make this real clear. First of all, Cash Daddies is completely non-denominational, okay? So if you feel the need to prayer, you go run into panic in the Discord, say some Hail Marys, fucking pray to the sun five times a day, whatever you want. But we are non-denominational, okay? So we're going to keep keep the separation between religion and money, uh, just as the government has done. I would said that as a joke because if Sam was here, he'd quickly say, what is in God we trust mean on the dollar, but he's not here. So he can't have that, have the good end of that joke. So anyway, if you feel like you need to scream at some point, and there are a lot of people screaming because they're taking losses, take it out, panic in the discord. All right. That's your fucking rubber room. That's where you go in and you let it all, all out. Um, so to move on, we do have a special announcement, Lily. Um, can you tell us about this fake merch alert? Yeah. Um, so apparently, you know, Cash Daddies is this huge brand now, and we move markets, as you know, with our 2,000 YouTube subscribers. Um, hey, but before you say that, time out. The YouTube subscribers are the people that watch the show. Why don't you give them an update on the actual downloads? Because that's right, the right, right, right. Uh, on the actual downloads, we have just surpassed 80,000 downloads. Okay. So Huge it's time milestone. To, it's time to wash and work everybody's balls involved just in that. Just the guys in uh, Vietnam, baby. <laughs> Vietnam, 29, crushing it. We can't work the balls without the readers. So thank you for helping us get there. That is a huge fucking number. And ad, uh, we do have an ad deal we just signed. Um, so you will be hearing ads from us uh, within a month or so. So um, that's also something that's exciting and kind of lame at the same time because it means you're going to have to listen to us uh, pimp some fucking uh, dick pumps. And uh, what else did they they want us to sell? Um, I think there was a cockering manufacturer that um, was 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 big on to us too. Or maybe, well, maybe we'll offer an ad free version of the show for Correct. members. Correct. But uh, it was a disposable cock ring. But I don't think we've agreed to it yet. Believable. All right. So back to the back. Send the samples though. Okay. We'll show them off at the on the uh, Patreon. But yeah. anyway, back to the uh, shirt things. There's this website called Olaf Shirts, like uh, like the uh, snowman from uh, oh, fuck, what's that movie? 
Um, Frosty the Snowman? No, no, no. Chris Kringle? No, uh, frozen, frozen, frozen. Okay, uh, so it's or, part, it's Olaf T-shirts. They're selling knockoff shirts. Um, I can find the link, but it yeah. Would, it point is, if you have some time, go ahead and send them a link uh, telling them to eat our assholes and that you're never <laughs> going to buy any of their product ever again because they're complete pieces of fucking shits. All right, and not only that, I would normally in this situation send out a cease and desist letter, but. I don't have the time to do that. So I'm just sending pictures of fucking goatsy assholes and hopefully they will get the impression. And there we if, go. if you do end up ordering from this website, this is going to look like shit. Yep. Um, and they're, they're, they're more expensive. They're made in North Korea. Yeah, and I, I think they, they say they're out of Portland. But anyway, you guys are fucking scumbags, Olaf T-shirts. And uh, I hope you hear this, and I hope you do something stupid, like tell, threaten to sue me, but you can suck my ring, all right? How do you feel about that, you pieces of shits? I, I kind of, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying I like them, but I kind of like the fact that uh, they went through that much uh, effort to copy us. Yeah, and you know what? Right. And legally, they're probably within their rights, but you know what? You know, you're still a fucking piece of shit, and... You know, like I said, lick my fucking ring. I'm assuming it's just like an algorithm that that takes logos and just throws them on a shirt. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm assuming that they're pieces of shit. And they I'm, not, I'm not saying they are. Lick my fucking ring. Okay. They fucking suck. Um, okay, should we take this time to jump into reader questions, little E, because uh, we do need to get caught up on those. Or, you know what, let's go ahead and stay with the theme of word of the week. Uh, because we want to introduce a word of the week, and last week's word was beta, and this week's word is not really a word, it's a combination of words, but it's more of a term, and the term is P slash E, which means price to earnings, which is a metric that is one of the most common metrics used to uh, evaluate a stock. Howie, do you want to bring a little insight on uh, price to earnings? Yeah, basically... A, a, a PE kind of gives a stock its consistency, its its history. Um, I'll explain it real quickly. PE is price over earnings. Earnings divided into price. So if you take a a stock like uh, I'll just pull up. Well, actually, I'm not going to use Ford. Pull up, Lily. Can you pull up 3M? How are you? Are you on Thorazine? Did you just wake up from a nap? God. <laughs> I've been beat all day, man. I got like two hours of sleep. All good. All right, so take a look. <laughs> take a look at 3M. Uh, it's trading at 194.95. If you go down, there should be an area which tells its earnings per share, EPS. Down, down. Yeah, there it is. Uh, I would think. Uh, 2.38. Yeah, so what you do is you take... Uh, Whatever that stock was just trading at, what was it? 194.95. 194.95, you divide that by 2.38, and you should have a PE of about 82. Um, that's what it'll say. Now that's, you know, that's a solid company. That shows that the company actually has earnings. What you don't want to see, or you will have a lot of growth stocks, but you don't want to see a negative, a negative next to the number. Yeah, what you also don't want to see is a huge, huge, insane number. Just to yeah. give you guys a little perspective, uh, uh, a, a very solid growth stock like Facebook, it's probably trading around 20, or the, the uh, PE is probably around 29, I would guess. Um, and then you have something like Tesla, which has had this insane evaluation, which had a PE of over 1,000 at one point. Okay, so that's an extremely high number. Uh, and and a lot of people strictly go off PE when they when they when they take a, a cursory glance at, at a valuation on a stock. With Tesla's PE, all you would have to do is take six hundred and seventy, and divide it by sixty four cents. It's one thousand fifty three. Yeah, that's, that's about right. That's about right. That's you know, that is what you call a growth stock. Now let's let's go with that. Like the the companies that you see with higher PEs. That's more of a growth stock. If it's got a lower number, a lower PE, that's probably a value stock with a higher dividend. It's usually the case. Usually. Correct. Correct. Jeff, what the hell are you pouring? What are you 
Buddy, somebody's got to get jacked up and carry the show, okay? Christ. Yeah. Jeez. Sorry, I know I'm three hours behind you, but it is what it is. Um, so um, why don't we go ahead and go into those uh, reader questions. I've gotten a few written out here. Um, before I do that, we do have an update that I tried to get in on last week's show, but I didn't have time. We do have an update on the Little Johnny Rockfuck Cash Daddy's Green Donkey Builder Deck Trading Challenge. Sweet. Here's the deal, everybody. Um, Zoltan, being the amazing <laughs> G he is, has set up uh, on Market Watch. We're all going to be able to participate. We are going to use Market Watch. You get a hundred grand to start with. This is play money, remind you. There is no cost to enter. I put up a thousand. Sam and Little E put up a thousand. Howie puts up a thousand, and the Grinch puts up a thousand. Okay, so we are going to play within the four of us. And we're going to put a thousand off to the side and the winner's going to get that thousand bucks. Or if we pay top three, it's going to work like that. Now here's the catch, the catch. You can only trade stocks on the market watch um, uh, challenge. So it's going to be stocks only. So if we, uh, if we decide down the road to do a uh, crypto, we will do that as well. But what we would like to do because we were in the mod uh, chat the other day and our hands are full, is we would like to find somebody on the Discord to spearhead this endeavor and be in charge of everything. We will set up a separate room. It'll say, sign up here, and we will start about a month out. So if anybody, after listening to this, wants to volunteer and say, yeah, I have the time, I wanna spearhead this challenge, um, let uh, e email either the DL82, Cat Daddy, uh, little E, me, uh, or who else am I forgetting? Me, uh, Zoltan, Art of Getting Up, Dave, Sarah, and then that way we can get an official sign up, and we'll have the sign up available for the next two to three weeks. We'll start the challenge um, within a month, and it will be for one calendar year. So you'll have a year to take this hundred thousand dollars and see whatever the fuck you could turn it into. And then, of course, we'll have our side action on the side, Howie, E, and Sam, uh, and the Grinch. So that's the update with that. We are making progress there. Um, a couple other uh, questions. We keep getting this question, and I know we've answered it in the past, but a lot of people keep saying, hey, what are good long-term growth stocks, anchor stocks that I should have in my portfolio? You guys want to comment on that? I mean, you know, right? growth, there's a lot of different uh, sectors in growth, but I mean, yeah, most people, you know, the staple for long-term growth is probably Apple. You know, if you want a real safe play, you want Apple, you look at Microsoft, you look at Intel, uh, you know, companies like that for long-term growth, you're going to see right. probably higher growth than you would than say a, uh, a 3M. Uh, IBM's a long-term growth stock. There you go. Boomer alert. Yeah, yeah. Um, personally, on my list, I have Google, I have NVIDIA, I have Apple, and I have Amazon if you want yeah, to buy a fraction. But I yeah. think it's too expensive to own on its on uh, on a on a single share basis. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's tons of them out there, like how he was mentioning the Microsofts, et cetera. But most of these growth stocks do not pay dividends. Keep that in mind. So that's very small one, ones, yeah. That's one thing you always want to be concerned of. Um, let's see, uh, we, uh, how, to, how to track capital gains tax. Um, we need to drill this into people's heads because this is so important. If you own an equity for more than one year, you uh, will pay capital gains at a much lower rate than you will pay if you took a short-term gain on it. Right now, it's 15%. So if I buy Apple today, I have to wait one calendar year before I sell it to be eligible to only pay 15% in capital gains. Now, if I sell it between now and a year, I will be taxed at whatever my current tax rate is. So it's a huge number depending on how much you currently make. Yeah. So that's a big thing. Um, that's the best way to track it. Somebody said, how do you track it? All you do is you go into your portfolio, every stock you buy, click it, go underneath it. It'll have a date when you bought it. Just make sure and keep it under a year if your goal is to subvert the, the capital gains. Um, Guys, do you have any comments on metrics and crypto? I know I touched on that briefly, but 
that seems to be the biggest thing that I am having trouble with when even uh, thinking about how to analyze crypto. There really, there is no way. You're just, everything is news. Who's involved with it? Who's pushing it? What does it do? Does it do anything? I mean, there's no fundamentals when you're buying these different uh, types of crypto. You know, you got tons of very smart people out there that aren't even buying Bitcoin. So who knows? Right. Lily, you have any comment on that? You have to look at the practical application, guys. Okay. Guys, guys. Let me tell you this again. Okay. I'm only going to tell you one more time. Okay. Are you listening? Bitcoin is the sun that all these other altcoins revolve around, but you can't just go out and buy them. Okay. It's about, it's about the applicable things these coins do. Okay. Oh man. No, you just gotta, you you gotta buy high, sell low. But he's right. SafeMoon doesn't really have any applicable use that I've been able to find, uh, as opposed to, you know, the, the Cardanos of the world, the XRPs, um, you know. Storage and Anchor, storage. even yeah. though they're down, they're, they're great coins and great projects. Right. You got to look and see what these coins are. And keep in mind, um, a sucker, the old P.T. Barnum line, a sucker's born every whatever minute. I have no problem admitting I'm straight up gambling with safe mode because I know it's garbage, but I'm willing to throw 500 bucks in and people are like, you know, it could 12 X, it could hundred X. If I double it, I'll get out. You know, I'm not, I'm not greedy, but I, I, I wanted to at least go through the process of setting up two more wallets. I have my Binance now, uh, which I didn't have before. So for me, it was worth the process of just, getting my wallet set up i've got my metamask and of course sounds like got- you're getting a, sounds like you're getting a fucking degree yeah i just got my binance <laughs> here's the thing i'm prepared to get fucked over a little bit just to learn okay uh but i i i now have these wallets and i feel a little bit more comfortable using them so it's worth it to me and i like going on a ride with the readers you know so yeah. i'm in uh, uh i, I think there's a, there's a couple people who seem to think that Safe Moon is going to go to a dollar, and I want whatever they're smoking. Yeah, and ha- it seems to me all the, the, those people they keep linking the same YouTube video. Safe Moon is it the yes. next hundred X coin? And it's yes. got these splashy graphics and a question mark. Yeah. And some asshole from fucking uh, the Netherlands, you know, talking <laughs> yeah. about how this is the next big shit. Uh, Nobody fucking knows, but I do know it's like the stock market and the SPACs right now. There is oversaturation in this market, and there is just too much fucking product. Now, on that note, I do have my eye on a new coin, and I know dick about it, but it's a crossover because people started talking about Pong F, which is Atari, which is a a stock, and there is a correlation with uh, Atari token. So I do have my eyes on those. And then, of course, Atari is integrated within the world of Decentraland, which I got on the other day. And this is your generation, Little E. I don't know if you've been on there. I got on there and I was like, I feel like I'm on Quake or some, you know, some virtual world. And I've got to use the S to go forward and the Z to go backwards. And I'm like, if there's no joystick, I am not fucking hanging out. Okay. You're turning into Howie. Yeah, I bail. But it does look cool, um, and I'm sure there is a lot uh, to be gleaned from hanging out and running around in there, but I just don't have the time to do that kind of stuff. But I am intrigued with Pong F, and I know readers are asking about it. So now the, now the issue is you can buy the stock or you can buy the fucking token. Um, so I, I don't know what the play is. Uh, it is intriguing. Um, it's definitely, I think, the market cap on Atari is 278. Uh, I know they got a lot of press last week, and uh, I do know that the nostalgia is in full play there. People are going to buy that shit because it's fucking Atari. The token? What's that? The token you're talking about. Both the token and Pong F, the stock. All right, here we go. So... I haven't had enough time to do the research on it. Um, it doesn't matter. If I did research on a fucking you know, token, it's, I still wouldn't be able to tell you if it's going to go up or down because all I'm looking at is a chart and a market cap. Yeah, that's, that's all. I don't even like every day I look at Polygon, I, it's like just looking at a chart in like a fucking class. 
You're just like, what did my little dot do today? Did it go up? Did it go down? There's never yeah. going to be any news out. You never, you never hear anyone say, come out and say, holy shit, last night at the board meeting, uh, these polygon fuckers <laughs> went crazy. Um, they're, the they're, way, they're, are, are there candlestick charts for yeah. fucking crypto and I just haven't seen them yet? Yeah, okay. pull one up. Yes, there I, are. You don't have to. I just wanted to know if there are. Dude, it's, it's uh, basically, it's the same thing as the stock, the chart is. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's 24 hours. That's the other thing. And you never know why. Like, I wonder if you could get with like fifty of your friends and say, "All right, listen. At twelve thirty-five, we're all gonna buy. At twelve forty-eight, we all sell." There's uh, there's Discord groups like that. Howie, there are Discords that are currently doing that, and some of them, from what I understand, they're paid Discords. You have to pay to get in. So that's probably a Ponzi scheme on top of a fucking Ponzi scheme. Two Ponzi schemes right in a row. Speaking of Ponzi schemes, how about that thing I say that actor in California today got busted? Buddy, actors are the worst, okay? The only thing that's worse than non-working actors is non-working comedians, okay? Because those guys will come up with fucking pyramid scheme after pyramid scheme to pay their rent, all right? Whether it's fucking creating a comedy contest and fucking... (laughs) watching a thousand tapes and charging a hundred bucks and then booking 20 of their friends or whether it's uh, uh, what else do they do? Bringer rooms. I mean, I can only imagine what did this actor do? I knew a guy that ran a, uh, a comedy festival and he got, he got three, 300 submissions and he kept 20. And he told me, I said, so you go through all of them? He goes, nah, man, he goes, we just go down. We pick like every fifth or sixth one. I didn't even look at him. So I won't name this cocksucker's name, uh, but I feel, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I feel in life, you do a little bit better when you have, um, what's the term? A nemesis, okay? When you have a nemesis that is the opposite of your views. And I have a nemesis, and this fucking dork is... he goes everywhere with you know these videos which are staged and then whenever the rents do he starts a comedy contest and all of a sudden i find out one of these bar shows that i work out in i walk in there and he's charging 30 dollars to walk in to a fucking bar show to watch his contestants that all flew in from across the country and he's originally from new york city yeah, you know who I say his name. Say, I'll, I'll, I'll bleep it out. Say his name. No, we don't. Need I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris. By the way, the guy you're talking about. Yeah. I literally had like a little run-in with him like two years ago. This guy's legendary. He brings two or three young comics on the road with him on the road, and he makes like three of them sleep in like a shitty little quarters with his dog. I know who you're talking about. And then he uh-huh. takes the other room. By the way, that is my pet peeve. I'm an animal person through and through. But when you fucking start bringing your dog around, okay, to shows, and you you make your openers like look after the dog, you're you're crossing a line. I'm just not okay with. I fucking hate that. Okay, um, and maybe that's because I can't travel with my cats because they're cats, and I'd feel differently if I was a dog person. But I'm not there to babysit your fucking cats and dogs in the green room. I just texted you. I just texted you guys his name. I, I knew. I knew that's who it was. Oh, yeah. By the way, this cocksucker, a friend of mine, called me up and he was like, hey, do you know? And I'm like, yeah, of course. He's, he's, the, most, he's the most just disliked guy in New York. Like, he's just, everything he, he does is staged. He accused me of having a drug problem. And uh, I probably yeah. did. I was going to say, I accused him of having an integrity problem. So we're even. My point is, find yourself a fucking nemesis. Call them out all you want. Normally, I would do that. It's not appropriate on this platform because this is a financial podcast slash comedy. Uh, but I have called them out many times because here's the thing. You only have one life to live. You have your integrity as a comic. And there's three unbreakable rules for me. You don't steal, okay? You don't, you're not violent, okay? And you don't profit off the naive and... Um, the, the, the uneducated. And once you break that rule, the gloves are off for me. And I'm just like, you know what? You just, you know what it is, Howie? 
every time I've been dead broke in my life, the last thing I decided to do was say, huh, that bar, that bar, I bet you I could get 30 bringers in there at eight bucks a head. You know what I did? I went and swung a fucking hammer. All right. And I'll suck my own dick for swinging a hammer as opposed to fucking prostituting fucking dorks that just got off the bus from yeah. Oklahoma with a dream. He's good. There's, There's a couple of them like it, but man, I've heard he's the best. He's the legend, buddy. That's he's what I've heard. King. All right. Yeah, let's get let's on. get back on topic. <laughs> um so should we get into questions? Yeah. yeah all right. Um, so this might be the best question um, of the week. Ron Steele wants to know what kind of workout regimen is required to develop Chris Neff's forearms. Oh, these <laughs> the fucking thunder guns. Hey, Ron Steele, I've noticed that you've had uh, a proclivity to fucking uh, crack on me from time to time, and I'll I'll answer that question. You know how I get these fucking what are Popeyes, they those fucking Popeyes. Just, you know what? It's been a rough year, but a lot of fucking jack and dry. Um, I, I, I go with the windmill, okay? Um, Indian paintbrush, okay? If I'm feeling a little fucking, what do you call it, masochistic? Indian and then, paintbrush. And then the old double hand jack, okay? But that's that's the way I'm, I'm getting through COVID because I'm, I haven't been vaccinated. But thank you, thank you, Ron, for those hard-hitting questions. Um, the double hand jack, the Indian paintbrush. What did I forget? Oh, and the windmill. Yeah. The Indian paintbrush. That's a new one. You've never done the Indian paintbrush? I don't. I too much studying. It really, really hot like this, and then just oh, yeah. smack, wow. smack it. Uh, keep going, E. Who else do you have? Um, Preston Barclay wants to know, how do I buy the Coinbase IPO? But uh, that's a direct listing, I believe, correct? Yeah, you it is buy, buy the first day. It is a direct listing, but to, to circle that, it's not as easy as it sounds because um, DPOs and IPOs, they never pop uh, at, the, at a set time. So they're going to probably wait to see how much money comes in, and then they start assigning fills based on how much uh, demand is for the, uh, the, the, the shares. There will be an idea day before what the shares will be going for. So you'll have an idea of what to set the limit order on. But if you certainly don't want to miss out and, you, and they say this is going to go anywhere from 550 to 650 and you absolutely want the shares and you can't be near your computer, just set a limit order uh, over it and then the shares will fill. Um, not the chosen one wants, were you going to say something, Howie? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, not the chosen one wants to know, talk about hedging your positions. Great question. Howie, go ahead. I mean, just, uh, if you're up in a position, if you, if you buy a stock at 20 and it goes to 35, uh, and Chris was talking earlier, let's say it's up. You don't want to sell it cause you don't want to pay short-term capital gains but you don't want to hold on to it and lose all of the gains. The best hedge in the world for something like that is what we call writing or selling. Writing means selling a covered call. That's the best hedge in the world. Um, there's nothing better because, and, and I don't want to get into it too vividly tonight. That's something we can cover in the future. But when you write a covered call, basically your stock has gone up 20, 30, 40, 50%. You write the covered call right below that price, sometimes four, five, six points, into the stock drops. If the stock drops, the stock gets called away, but you get to get the, get the premium of whatever you just wrote. Um, it's a way not to lose if your stock starts to drop. Writing a covered call, something we got to get into. Yeah, the other thing you can do uh, if you just want a simpler um, form uh, is set staggered stop losses. Or if you want to write puts against an entire sector or market like QQQ or SPY, um, and if you're talking like a deep hedge, which would be like an out-of-the-money play um, in, in either direction, you can, you can always do that. You're basically buying insurance on what, uh, whatever the put is, a monthly uh, yeah. basis. Um, writing writing covered calls is a very very conservative move 
And it's and it's kind of it's, it confuses people because it is an option. Technically, it's in the option family, but you're just selling. You're just selling a contract against the stocks that you own. So uh, if the stock drops, you end up keeping the premium. It's something we'll get into, but it's a very conservative thing. And I want to go deep here because um, we we sometimes I get people that like DM me and they're like, look, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on the Discord, and, um, you know, uh, it'll come up on Instagram. So I want to ask this question from Jordan Robinson. He says, hey, Neff, I wasn't sure exactly how to submit or ask you guys a question since I don't have a Discord, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Here's my quick question. I have a five-year-old, and we've been using a savings account. But as you know, savings accounts are dog shit for interest. What do you suggest we put our money into for her future, meaning a car, college, etc. Howie? Number one, no ifs, ands, or buts, put it into a Roth IRA. Okay. And the reason I'm saying that is because you can use it for one of every numerous things uh, when she gets older. But put it into a Roth IRA uh, helps you out tax-wise. That's the best. Correct. And then I would say below that, find yourself a managed ETF, um, which you can do just by getting on any brokerage firm, um, and finding a high-quality managed ETF. There are multiple categories to choose from. Um, on that note, um, I keep uh, I checked in on the Reddit the other day, and there's a post up there about what do you guys use to trade, and the number one is still currently Robinhood, followed by E-Trade, then Other, then TD Ameritrade, then Fidelity, then Weeble. Um, here's the thing. When we post buys, a lot of people are like, I can't find it. And it's the same thing over and over again. They cannot find it on Robinhood. So if you want to be able to buy everything, you got to get off Robinhood. Now, if you want to trade fractionally, I recommend Schwab because I know they allow fractional trading. E-Trade, to my knowledge, still does not. I do not know about Fidelity. or Early Schwab is one of the best. So... If you want to join a major brokerage, go with Schwab, especially if you want to trade fractionally. That's my advice. But please, for God's sake, get the fuck off Robinhood because I hear this all the time. You guys, I, I could have made so much money if I would have bought this, but it wasn't on Schwab. A lot of, you know, a lot of foreign stuff, a lot of stuff that's Canadian. And I don't know why because I've never been on it, but I'm not going to waste my time. I get that you can buy crypto on it, but this is when you need to think big picture and say, Okay, I'll buy my crypto from these alternate exchanges, but I need a real brokerage account so I can buy whatever the fuck I need to buy. Yeah, you uh, can't even. Oh, you go can, ahead. You can't even really buy crypto on it. It's just like Doge, Bitcoin, and I think maybe Ethereum. You could probably buy more on Cash App. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Um, we had another question asking about our thoughts on NAKD. Um, I don't know if you guys have any. I have, I have a few, but... I would prefer to hear yours because I don't have any. Yeah, so NAKD, I think, is a piece of garbage. Um, and that, that was just caught up in the uh, Wall Street bets kind of fiasco that was going on in January. Trade um, 60 cents? Yeah, 64, I believe. Um, it, it got up to like a dollar, maybe two dollars or something like that, right? Are you looking at it? That stock is gone since April a year ago from $38 a share. I'll pull it up. It's gone from 38 bucks to 60 cents, which means the company's telling you we're going bankrupt. That's what that means. Yeah. So it went from look where it went from April 60, 60, what are you no, 38 at? bucks? Which one are you looking at? 2019? Yeah, last April, one year ago. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. Um, I, I, I don't think I, I think it's a bad stock. It, it got caught up in the uh Wall Street bets fiasco. I made a little bit of money off that. Um, but oh, you're right. I would I would cut your losses. Okay. Yeah, yeah that thing looks like it's going to zero pretty, pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, it went from it looks went from like nine a, cents nine cents to a dollar sixty five. It looks what's like latest, Enron's chart. What's the latest on OCGN E? Because a lot of people I know are still following that, and of course, yeah. uh, I bought into it listening to you know your recommendation, and I think I bought like five hundred bucks on it of it, and I'm down. 
Ugh, this isn't going to be pretty. You ready for this number? Um, down. Oh, it had an update. Good for you. Uh, overall, though, I'm down 31%. Do I hold on to this or do I wait? What's hold the way? Hold. Okay, so here's all the information I have on it. Yesterday, Mexico approved EUA, Emergency Youth Authorization, for OCGN in the country of Mexico, which is good news because it's coming to the Western Hemisphere. Correct? Yeah, Western. And, um, I mean, there's talks of Canada also adopting it. I, I find it very hard to believe that the U.S. won't adopt it. They submitted for EUA approval a week ago. It took Pfizer two weeks to get approved for EUA. And also, I mean, how he's going to go into it more in a minute, but uh, apparently the hedgies know a little more than the average investors do. Yeah, I mean, look, man, and this is what I think is funny, Chris. Uh, everybody loves Jimmy Kramer. And Jim Kramer. I love Jimmy Kramer. Yeah. Well, here's what Jimmy Kramer did. Jimmy Kramer found out yesterday or the day before that uh, OCGN had some huge, huge black call option buys. Uh, a, bunch, a couple different funds came in and bought a ton of options on the, I don't know if it was the June 10th or the July 10th, but it was a 10th. Um, so is a guy watching that saying, okay, that many millions of dollars just went into the call saying that it's going to go to 10 by this certain point. That's good news. That's better news than anything. Because that tells you that somebody knows something. That's all it is. Someone knows something, and that's why you have those calls being bought. So I think that's probably going to head up and bust through 10 again. I told you I told you guys I was long on it from the get-go. Um, I'm just waiting for news, and we've been through hell and high water through it, but I st I'm still bullish on, on it. Well, to get Are back to why Kramer said that, he came out today out of nowhere and said, oh, OCGN out of Pennsylvania. I, I, I kind of like the stock. That's what he said. When did he say this, yesterday? Today. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it went on a 25% run this morning. Was that right after he said it? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I was sitting there like, why would he come out and say that? And then I did a little research, and my buddy says, well, yeah, uh, a few big uh, money managers and, and funds came in and bought uh, four or five, six month calls on that with the strike price of 10. So I was like, holy shit, like that much? He goes, yeah, big chunks. Um, so. What about what about AMC GME? Do we have an update on that? Any perspectives? I'll tell you, I took a little time and looked at the charts today. They're, you know, they're both pretty identical. AMC finished below 10 for the first time in a while, finished below 10. And you got GME, which is below 180. And if you look at the the monthly chart, if it goes down again tomorrow, it's probably going to go back down to 130, 140. See, that's my entry point. I'm looking to get back into GME. Anywhere it's headed there. Anywhere between 130 and 150 um, to, to swing it. Because like I said, you've heard my theory on this. I don't think this is done. Uh, I think it's far from done. Um, I, I don't even know what the update is on, on if they're going to issue any shares. Um, I know they acknowledged it uh, as a possibility, but to my knowledge, they still haven't done anything with it. Versus AMC, which is talking about, what, a 500 million share uh, secondary, I believe? Yeah, that's going to uh -huh. be at 10 cents. I mean, it's going to be interesting, but I think over... Uh, I, I, I firmly think that AMC has more retard strength than GME right now. Um, that's just my gut feeling. Well, I'm going to give you the, here's the huge news. Uh, the huge news is pull up QQQ, Evan, QQQ, the NASDAQ, because today a lot of these large cap tech growth stocks broke through major resistance levels, which kind of tells us that if you take a look, take a look at that, pull up, can you pull up like a three month? Yep. Uh, six months. Six months. So look where it, look at the look at that. That looks like it's starting to head up. What was that? Three thirty six. Jesus, we're almost there, man. February twelfth. I mean, we're we're almost there, February twelfth. So if this busts up to three thirty one, three thirty two, 
we will see one more run, I think. And that's what we've been hoping for. We want one more run. I don't want to see this thing start to tank before I don't have puts on everything. That's what I was going to say. So your, your strategy is still to see a run up and then buy puts because you think tech isn't dead dumping. Well, small cap's been getting hit. Small cap hasn't done shit in the last... Yeah, but if you look year over year on small cap, it's beating just about every indice there is. I well, looked at it, it will. It will. But this year, it's not going to. Right. And I, I'm with out. you on that. I'm with you on that. I think they've had their run. But comparatively, I was looking at uh, a chart. Let me just pull it up real quick. By the way, I don't know if E-Trade's e, e been giving anybody else any shit. But every time I go to look at my portfolio, the last two days, it won't come up, um, which is just pissing me off. So I've been trading remotely, and that is not an easy thing to do if you're my age and you have awful vision. But just to give you some perspective, over the last year, um, the Russell 2000 index year over year from, let's call it April 10th to April 6th, so four days short of a year, it's up 113%. The Dow, 57%. Uh, S&P 500, 61%, and the NASDAQ, 82%. So just right. to give you some, what's that? Yeah, that makes sense. But what you will see is either this year or next year, you you, you will see a 30, 40, 50% drop. And then yeah. it'll even out. It always happens. I, I, I like the idea of puts on the Russell, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, at some point, <laughs> it's already started dropping. I But I what I'm hoping is that, if if this QQQ can go up another five ten points, it'll bring some of these small caps with it for one more last hurrah before hey, these things really tank. You know me; I've been sleeping late because I've been having a lot of personal issues that I've been dealing with. But if you see that drop, you got the bat line. I expect a call. Oh yeah, yeah. Trigger, and I will take that ride with you. Yeah. When you say puts. How far out are you looking for our readers? Are you talking six month, nine yeah. month loops? I'd be going nine months, maybe a year. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yep. Um, and I and again, I think this plays very well to the uh, to the inverse of the growth, or excuse me, not the growth, but the reopening stalwarts and everything that's been depressed. You know, all those reopening plays. I don't think they're done. I don't think the rotation's over. So I, I'm with you on that. No, I mean it, it kind of looks the way things <laughs> are going, and at least for this quarter, maybe next quarter, we may we may run up another. Another 5, 10, 15%, which with me, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, e, any more questions? Uh, yeah, I think we got one more, one, maybe two. Uh, what does it mean when a stock has special margin requirements? That's a good question. If you got a stock, very simple, volatility. If you got a stock like GME or AMC, a stock that makes no sense and is having huge moves up and down, up and down, a uh, stock like that, they will make you have a higher margin requirement versus the 50%. You might have to pay 60, 55, 60% in order to buy it on margin. And that's just the firms protecting themselves. It's no big deal. Um, Fisker? By the way, don't buy them, don't trade on margin. We've been over this many times. Yeah. If you yeah. just go into the stock market, don't trade on fucking margin. Trademark is the only thing in the world where you could be up 20% and then three months later, you owe the firm money. <laughs> yeah, you'll have an $800,000 tax bill in the mail. That's it. And you'll be hanging from, uh, okay. Um, and uh, we got another question. Fisker, question mark? Oh, hey, that's my stock, man. And I've got some more at 17 and change. I think it's at 16. Um, 1602. Love it. I love it. I love it at this price. I What's mean, the price on it right now? 1602. Yeah. Good gosh. I bought some more at 1720. Oh my God. 30. It's getting hammered this month. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I'm down on it, but I haven't kept a close eye on it. It's 1602 right now. That's uh, a stock I've consistently made money buying and selling. Right. Well, you were swinging it for a while, right? Yeah. Eight point swings. Uh, yeah, but this is this is a good entry point right now. Uh, anything anything below seventeen, I would be all over that thing. Um, Sixteen yeah. to yeah, I would I would buy a ton of this. Look at the chart on it. That thing is about ready to pop back up. I'll throw it up. Yeah, and as long as we're on that subject, uh, I'll get into um, my plays. I've been relatively uh, on the. Uh, 
on the sidelines. Again, I'm looking to load the boat on Coinbase. Um, the only thing that I've, I've uh, DCA'd on was Zekin. I bought some Zekin today at I think 775. I think um, if you wanted to target that, you can do better than I did. You could probably pick it up between seven, seven and a quarter. Um, I know a lot of our readers are playing playing that stock. Again, I originally bought it like 419, sold at 12 something, 3X'd. And then I bought back in, I think at 950. So that's why I decided to average down. And then I did lean into Voyager. You guys know I'm really big on Voyager. Coinbase isn't the only play in this market. So I like Voyager. Um, I'm currently up since I bought in mid-February on that, 33%. I was up at 1.82%. It's had a couple of down days. So I lean into it and I bought some more uh, today. Those are the only two things that I've really bought in the last week and a half. Um, again, I'm loading the boat on Coinbase. And how many shares? Who fucking knows? Uh, it's going to be a pricey, pricey, spicy. Meat yeah, boat. but let me ask you a question. Yeah. How do you know when you're going to buy? Because are you going to wait a few minutes, wait an hour, wait, see how it trades? Here's the thing. That's always so, such a great question and so tempting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put in my questions uh, or to my sources. Uh, I'll talk to my broker. I'll talk to the, the Grinch and kind of gauge their interest. I know everybody is playing it. Um, I, but again, it's a long-term hold for me. This is the miners, the, mine the miners philosophy. They're the biggest game in town. Their market share is massive. And what did they do? They just came out with their their first quarter, and it blew 2020 away. Ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I mean, people people are using this. This is I don't even know what the exact number is on their market share. But it was, it was, I remember somebody saying what it was, and I was like, that's it? That's all they have? So it was astonishingly low in that perspective, and I think they only have room to grow. And I, and honestly, I'm not in love with the product. I don't like the fees. Yeah, I don't like everybody the complains about the fees. Right, well, and I don't get interest, but they've made it, their brand is too fucking big right now. You know, They make 96% of their profits off of fees. Right. Yeah, they're big fees. But if you walk on the street and say, hey, uh, who are you trading with? I bet you nine out of 10 people are going to say Coinbase. And yeah. let's be honest, once you get set up, the last thing you want to do is set set up another account. So many people hate doing that shit. I think, I think, I think their market share is just too massive. I don't see them going anywhere. So everybody uh, uses them. Yeah, and I already predicted. I think this... Um, uh, this is this stock's up 50% within three three months, three three to six months max of its DPO. You might be right. So there's going to be if this thing was an IPO, you would see it go from probably 50 to like 250, 300. It's it. This is hot, definitely. Yeah, there's going to be I, a few uh, sympathy plays also coming off of this. I, I believe. You mean some uh, collateral plays? Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, like you were saying, Voyager, um, LGHL. That's also like a, a mining thing. Uh, yeah. Just the crypto market in general. Ex expect BLOK, the ETF, to move uh, in line with it as well. I agree. I think we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of that. Um, do you have any plays this week, Lily? Uh, no, actually, I don't have any plays. I'm just gonna stay on the sidelines because I called out Afria, APHA on. Uh, was that Monday show? Yep. And we had a solid uh, decrease in uh, percentage, 5% today. So Very nice. that was that was terrible. And we're down 11, 11.77% uh, in five days. So if I say buy, you just, you sell, or you buy what puts. You turn into Howie overnight? Buddy, you've had yeah, a What the hell, man? Yeah, that's me. That's my game. Buddy, the Discord, the Discord shitting on me for it. Buddy, you're catching cold cards. Everybody goes through that streak. It the happens. Last, yeah, and that's when you just need to step back from the table as opposed to making worse decisions because you're down. That's yep. when you need to say, you know what? I'm getting two outed. I'm getting four outed on the river. It ain't my day. I'm getting my money in good. I'm going to go home, uh, read a poker book, okay? I'm going to go watch my my uh, the final table. From 88, when Jackie Chan fucking takes down 
fucking Eric Seidel with that straight and sandbags Johnny. You know, you just got to walk away sometimes. You know, you got to regroup. The market's not going anywhere. And God knows we know crypto's not going anywhere because it's a 24-hour fucking casino. But I will say this. I do feel like the crypto altcoin world is just the fucking one-armed bandit that can pay out big or just suck you dry. And like I said, limit your exposure to things you don't understand. And that's why I am currently, you know, easing my way into the crypto market. Yeah. Now, there are guys on the Discord that could probably out-trade me, you know, six ways from Sunday. I I just don't have that information. And it's too some, overwhelming. We got some ballers in the Discord. Yeah, but it's too overwhelming for me. So I can't do everything. And I and that's when you got to just, you know, take a step back and say, what do I do best? Well, I know how to trade stocks. So I'm going to focus on that. But what I'm not going to do is hit the panic button and pull the ripcord and sell at a loss because I'm down 20% on a fucking crypto play. Um, we got this is more of a general question, I suppose. Uh, when will Tommy G be coming on? We're working on it, people. We're working on Paris Hilton. Um, I did. I started a major motion picture with her. Okay. I had my people uh, reach out to her people. They said, go fuck yourself. You're a glorified extra. Hey, you didn't share any screen time with her and you had eight lines. Um, At least got her to like, I don't know. Whatever. We're working on that. We're working on that. Um, we, uh, what was the other guest um, you're working on, Lily? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. I'm okay. Working, and, I'm, and you got into a secretary, right? Yeah, I got into a secretary. I've, well, I've, a secretary, bro. It's administrative assistant. Assistant. I've worked for uh, Bad Baby, the girl who made a million dollars in six hours on OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Oh, me outside. How about that? Yep, uh, Snoop Dogg. I, I, I'm emailing everybody. Uh, well, you're putting in the work, little E, and it'll come to fruition at some point. And then, hey, not to be outdone, um, you know, we're going to grow into the show. We have an amazing guest this weekend. Yeah. Uh, amazing comic. Rob DeRoach is coming on the show. He won a hundred grand on The Price is Right, everybody. And he's about to collect that money, and we're going to show him where to put it. So that'll be Sunday's show with rob derocha that's wild kid from my hometown one on the price is right one the main thing back in the day yeah you know? it's a big big thing especially if you're a comic you know you somebody hands you a hundred grand you got to pay the taxes on it you got to figure out what to do with that money so that's going to be an exciting conversation well you know uh, back in the day back in the day they used to have major problems on like let's make a deal because you'd get some poor guy on there and he'd win like a Lamborghini, a house, like the whole thing would come to like a million bucks and, and he couldn't pay the taxes. <laughs> he couldn't pay the taxes uh, because, because it's not cash. It's, it's, you're, it's items. So he lost him. He couldn't win any of the prizes. Yeah. I remember that show growing up, just the garbage, the garbage they gave away. The food behind, that behind door number one, you'd win a chip fucking chicken. Yeah, no, that's that's Monty Hall. That's let's make a deal. That's good <laughs> yes, shit, man. Yeah. Uh, here, here, door number one, a Lamborghini. Door number two, a pile of dog shit that we're lighting on fire that you have to carry out of the studio within the yeah. next five minutes. That it was some funny lot. shit because you would you would get people like, "What should I do? Should I take it?" You know, his fucking redneck family from Mississippi would be like, "No, go for it, go for it." You know, we didn't need those six cars. And then they'd go behind door number two. It'd be like some fucking goat with some hot fucking blonde. You win a goat for the rest of your life. Yeah, there, there's so many comics I know that have like played that game where they're just like, you know, going from game show to game show, trying to pay their fucking bills. Four power yeah. to you. Um, what else? Anything else, E? Or are we good to go? Uh, do we, don't we have some, uh, some maintenance, some housekeeping we need to inform readers on? Uh, just about the merch. We got the merch out of the way. The big thing we will never stop asking you guys is 
you know, we, we have to play the game to a certain degree and those iTunes reviews are still going to be so huge for us. And I know it's a pain in the ass, but if you have the time, drop it, five star it, tell us about your day. You know, it doesn't matter what you write in there, but the five-star reviews help us out uh, uh, tremendously. Absolutely. And again, uh, don't forget, if you do want to be a part and you uh, can devote some time into um, heading up the um, the Little Johnny Rockfuck Cash Daddy's Green Donkey Dildo <laughs> trading challenge, Jesus. Uh, that, that, that would, that's a mouthful. Um, that would be a, a huge help and get involved in the cash daddy's community. So there you go. And, uh, lastly, <laughs> there's still about 40% of you guys who watch this show who are not subscribed to the channel. Can I see your nipples? There you go. <laughs> That's all you got to do is click the fucking subscription button on the channel. If you do one good thing today, just hit the fucking subscribe button. How about that? Oh, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, All right. I, I don't know. Did I say something? No, Howie. <laughs> how to run do? it back? Howie just get a reach around from the fucking death? <laughs> what happened? Uh, oh my god! He was, he was talking to somebody. He's, he, he wanted to, he wanted to see a little something. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for keeping it creepy. We bookended creepy, and uh, that's how we keep it around here. Um, guys, that's it for Cash Daddy's twenty three. Um, Thank you as always and uh, happy trading and uh, we'll make sure and post our picks in the discord. Shout out Iceland. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. <laughs>